good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Blacksmith's Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. And me, Mo. Yeah. All right, not yeah, with He said Pete the right time, <laughs> the right way. He's too tired to be silly. No. I think we're all very tired right now. But, you know, we're going to give you that full energy. Burns, that fire, that burning fire. <laughs> it's a full energy. It's a full energy, well, not constipation. <laughs> <laughs> it's the furnace out here. It's not, if something ain't getting sizzled, the episode ain't done. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so, yeah, over the last week or so, um, Colossians 3 has really stood out to me. It actually, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, Colossians 3. Paul's talking about is it Paul? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I feel like his name's not Paul. I think it's <laughs> anyway. You're tired. I'm tired. So Paul's talking about um, the old man and the new man. The old man being the person you were before um, you became a new creation through Christ, and the new man who is who you want to be, who 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 you are now that Christ has saved you and Christ is your Lord and saving you. Become this new creation. You're born again. Da 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 da. And yeah, as nice and easy as that sounds, like in practice, trying to be a new creation whilst being in a fleshly body is not always easy. Um, it's like never easy. I've been, I've been finding myself recently. Um, how to put this? Should I, should I share and be real? Of yeah, course. Yeah, okay. Of course. <laughs> you have to ask. So there's this babes. Oh <laughs> gosh. That's not something I've said in quite a lot. But there's this babes. Um twenty-four hours. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we actually work together. Okay. You work together. We work together. No, that might be a bit sticky. No. Oh no, oh no, no, no. Does she listen to a podcast? No 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 no. Will she start listening to a podcast now? Oh no no no. no, no. Tell her that she was on a podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, after next month, I'm probably never going to see her again. But that's, that's not the point. Aww. But yeah, I'm heartbroken no, it's not. without <laughs> your love. Heartbroken. <laughs> all right, all right. So yeah, we went, went together. Nice girl, lots of energy. Nice Ooh. spunky. Da, 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 da. What? <laughs> nice and spunky. Really, spunky, yeah. All right. A really, <laughs> a really hard worker. And you know, when you find a girl that like knows how to work hard and go that extra mile, starts to sound sexual. I'm sorry, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> go on. But anyway, yeah, um, she's not the type of girl I'd go for, to be honest. Why exactly? <laughs> Never mind asking. Um, Too much spunk. I don't want to say because she's white. I was about to ask <laughs> if she's Caucasian. I was about to ask if she's Caucasian. What? She, she is, but it's, it's not because she's white. I don't know. But because there's no melanin in their skin. You fully wouldn't date a girl because of her colour. No, 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 no. I'm saying I wouldn't date this girl. And not because of the colour of the skin. (laughs) It's not because she's white, but it's because she's white. (laughs) Okay. Because like, like, um, like last week on this conversation, I think it was like a first part conversation that we had because we had to go to the flower market, pick up some flowers. And they were talking. Turns out she went to Ghana. Runs into I went to Ghana. Oh, so oh that yeah. providence right there. Yeah. That's serendipity. <laughs> yeah. Providence, you know, providence. Go, go, Google. And, you know, you know. I don't, I don't want to say this and sound racist, but you know these like expat white, <laughs> white, white Gosh, people. What is happening? Yeah. <laughs> the furnace is, is taking a very politically incorrect turn. <laughs> 
But you know, like they go out to Africa and then they enjoy themselves and you know, and they're doing like lots of good stuff. Mm. But it's not, I don't know, it doesn't really help the people out there because it's almost like they, they, they're going with handouts and like helping them for that short time. Okay. And then when they come back, uh, like okay. they can talk about all the nice experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give back <laughs> but yeah, the life of those people that they've left uh, is uh, pretty much how it was before they came. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that was really annoying me was <laughs> she 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 kept saying that she could speak Ghanaian. <laughs> Did she say Ghanaian? She said Ghanaian. <laughs> or, or, or she said Ghanaian. <laughs> she was that's, a, that's a problem right there. Yeah. And, and and like I know like some people so some people don't understand that in Ghana there's more than one dialect. Yeah. So so, so, so it's not like, even dialect, there's different languages. Languages. It's actually yeah. different languages. So I so I kept asking her oh, um um, what language was it? I was like, oh, it was tree. Oh, that's like right. And then, and, and I thought from then, mm. since since we had we had established it as tree, from now on she would say tree. <laughs> she kept saying Ghanaian. Oh gosh. <laughs> and it was so okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days. But anyway, yeah. So she's a cool girl. Yeah. She's really, really easy to work with, mm. and found the the synergy is like, work wise anyway. <laughs> sick. Just, okay. I like the way man put that disclaimer. Work wise, work wise, work wise. But yeah, it's it's What's on this musical thing today? <laughs> but anyway, so even though she's not a girl I see myself being with in any capacity. Damn. Okay, no, let me not say in any capacity. Like, see myself being with relationship wise. Right. I find. <laughs> You find yourself being attracted to her. You're taking way too long to answer that. So that's I'm a yes. To, no, no. That's a yes. It's not. It's, it's not. Forget about political cor- correctness, man. Beyond, beyond. It's, it's not an infatuation. I feel. You just want her body. Yes. That's what <laughs> oh, I was joking. Man. I was joking. <laughs> I'm trying to find that way to put it. I rate that honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so I, I, I've been finding. I ain't trying to be your man. Lots of lustful feelings toward her mm. and it's only when, when we're together like when I'm, I'm like here like this like, like I, don't even, I don't even think about her or anything but like when we're in, in, in person together sure. yeah yeah it's just like I don't know it's just like this electricity this heat mm. yeah mm. and this synergy and the old me would have just you know tried to slip in there you know slide the DM slip slide the DM yeah mm. but then I know I'm not that person anymore, mm. and there's there, there, there's always that constant battle of my mind where this is what I want to do, mm. but this, well, this is what I know I should be doing, mm. and it's, it's not like this is just some like any random girl I can just like cut mm. uh, um, cut her off. Mm. This is someone I have to go and work with, mm. and, and it could get orcs. Yeah, not 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 uh, not that I, pl- I plan to try anything because I'm just not about that life anymore. But praise God, praise God. Praise God. E- even though, oh, even though I know I'm not about that life, mm. he obviously still doesn't stop temptations. Yeah, mm. and like whenever like those thoughts come up, I just I've just been going straight to the Colossians three, reading that part. You know, new creation, put on the new clothes. Mm. You know, and it helps. And don't take off her clothes. <laughs> How are you gonna turn a Bible verse around <laughs> <laughs> like that? <laughs> it helps. 
but then it's almost but it's not like a permanent hope yeah it's, it, yeah. it's, 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 it's almost for that moment yeah and yeah and, and I'm just conflicted as to what to do I, I don't know if I can tell you what to do for me <laughs> <laughs> see that long <laughs> um what, what, what? <laughs> I mean, for me, like one thing, especially when it came to comes to lust and and stuff like that, is like I don't try and fight it. I you either you you run well you run and then you pray. Like for me, now that we're getting closer, we're being real. Probably because we're too tired <laughs> to not be real. Um, but you know, getting closer and closer to marriage, surprisingly. Is making things a lot more difficult in the sense of back when you know when we weren't you know anywhere close, it was like okay cool I know I need to keep my distance because we can't we you know we promise each other promise God um, and by God's grace hadn't done anything so it was like cool all the checks and balances you know it was all fine now that we're getting closer and closer to marriage it's like things are getting peak you know she's. I see her and it's just like, oh wow, I realise how beautiful she is. And after seeing how beautiful she is, I realise how much. (laughs) 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 Um, But it's like, one thing that I I realised pretty early on is, if for instance I'm the same... Like I'm too young. I'm too young. I'm too if, if, for instance, I'm to say, don't think of an elephant. You start thinking about an elephant. All you can think about is an elephant, and I realize that that sort of labor is is just tiring, and it's not what God wants for us. Because then you start relying on your own strength, mm-hmm. and you start doing whatnot, <laughs> and it just doesn't work. Um, but. One thing I did once, which I didn't plan on, but I just got, try, like, just got to take control, you know, take over. And, like, I was literally, hands on my eyes, like, God, do something. I remember Tripoli's song, Covenant Eyes. Uh-huh. And I was just like, God, like, do something with my eyes, because it's, 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 a, it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and I left it at that, you know, I left it at that. This, the checks and balances are still there, you know, not doing anything silly. But all of a sudden, I can appreciate how beautiful she is and not have my mind go there, if that makes sense. Or those things are no longer a problem. And it's literally, I can't say it's by me and I can't then start relying on myself. But it's literally by grace and I'm always praying. And, you know, you have moments of slipping back into it. But you start to realise it's less and less you actively trying to fight it. And it's more you just resting on God haven't fought it or haven't dealt with it in already. That's that's my that's what I've been doing anyway. And it's been working so far. No, just blood peak. <laughs> them them situations they are peak. I can genuinely tell you that in terms of relationships, my wife was pretty much the only relationship I was able to be in without having sex. And fam, trust me, trust me. And it was a case of like literally daily, Scott, God, just, just, this is you. But um, it's a case of exactly what Peter says. When you set a date, 
for the wedding and you're working towards it, you, you can get into the position where you're like, kite. On the 22nd of November, you are mine. That's my anniversary, by the way. On the 22nd of November, you are mine. Like, ain't, ain't no holes bars. Like, it's just fully off. But, but it's a case of still knowing that you're not there. Mm. You're not there. Um, in terms of your situation, I've got another sort of barrier in the sense of a massive barrier. I'm married. Um, <laughs> so I have that filter where it's like, yo, am I really saying this girl is worth more than my entire family? Like, a moment, whatever, with this girl is worth more than my entire family. I know that the stakes are a lot higher in terms of if I get caught slipping, if I get caught doing something I shouldn't do. Initially, it will just only affect me. Mm. I can go back to God and repent and like just try and change my ways. And as Pierre said, pray I said like God like I'm struggling with this, please help me. But now it's like right, that's that's infidelity. That that now affects a woman who I have vowed in front of a whole group of people to honour with my body. Mm. To I give myself to you and all of these things and it's like and I need to think about Leia. If I do do something like that, I know for a fact that Jamila ain't gonna have a bar of it. So <laughs> is that real? Is that real? <laughs> so Leia's now going to be in the position where she's torn between I'm going to go to mummy's tonight and I'm going to go to daddy's tomorrow. Mm. And it's like, I, I can't afford for that. Like, my actions as a husband and as a father have a lot more consequences. Mm. So there's that extra safeguard, not a safeguard, but that extra consideration. Mm. Um, and that's why I feel lust is even more severe and detrimental to a to a married man yeah. because it affects it affects a lot more and it has much greater implications yeah. um, but while single it is a case of if you know you can't be with her I don't want to be with her <laughs> if you know you don't want to be with her or you can't be with her that would be my first point of Block. Like, well, I don't, I don't want you in a sense of a relationship. So why am I pursuing this? Um, and if I do want you in a sense of a relationship, then ideally, I would want that relationship to lead to marriage. Mm-hmm. So kind of put in, in like steps as a safeguard. But as Peter, as Peter was saying, like, you know, honestly. You can put in all the safeguards you want. Without without God enabling you, mm. um, them safeguards are just going to be temporary roadblocks. Oh. If God doesn't if, if God doesn't watch, they that watch watching there. Exactly that. And there's a case of um as as Peter was saying, like in terms of covenant eyes, I've always had a in me saying this, it doesn't reduce its effectiveness because Peter's living testament of it. I've always had a slight issue with it because I find that in my life, 
me saying God, um, I want to I want to have covenant eyes and stuff like that. It doesn't quite hold. Doesn't quite stick. Mm. As Peter saying, he has to constantly go back and uh, he kind of sees it creeping back up again and go back. Um, I'm more in a position of, and this is something I learned from John Piper. It's let me be so captivated by you that my desire for this sin or these sins start to f- uh, fade away because I'm so captivated by you. I find that in my life when I focus on I don't want I don't want to have lustful thoughts or I don't want to lust after women. There are other areas in my life that still need working on, but I'm focusing so much on lust. As Pia was saying, it's an elephant in the room. Focusing so much on it, or I start to focus so much on it, that I can't think about anything other than it. Yeah. So it's a case of, before, before I got married, I'd be thinking, don't have sex. And like literally, the way my thought process would be, don't have sex, don't have sex. Don't have sex. Oh, we're having sex. Have sex. Have sex. Have sex. 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 And it's like words start dropping off. It's like don't have sex to have sex to sex. And by the time I realise it, my mind is just consumed with sex. I see a girl sex. Well, I see a girl don't have sex. And I'm like, ooh, I want to have sex. So yeah, I just see as God captivating me, so that not only will I decrease in sin in lust. But in um, gossiping, in backbiting, in every other area as well. Um, so yeah, for me, being captivated by God, mm. being captivated by God and His people, and allowing that to, to safeguard my life. That I treasure God so much that I don't want to do something that dishonors Him. It's easier said than done, definitely. Because our, our desires waver so much. And we, as human beings, we can be very led by what we see. Don't let me take you outside. <laughs> I think, well, one thing I'll just add as well, um, and, and again, this is my personal testimony. I don't know if I've told you, about when uh, Anita and I, like, when we agreed, we decided we are going to start going out. Or when she said yes, after I asked her out. Might but, names, you know. Yeah, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. You don't have to edit it out. <laughs> I don't care to us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too tired. I'm too tired right now. My fiancé and I, when we decided we were going out, um, you know, we had that conversation. And then... You know, it might have actually slid if I didn't mention Yeah, to be honest. But... Regardless. Anyway, so we had a conversation, and then you know, just in having a conversation, I was a deacon. I am a deacon. I'm like, I'm, I'm saying, I was a deacon. Like I'm not anymore. I'm a deacon at church, and I met her at church. So she was like, "Hey, we were talking." So you were you were a deacon at church, just just scouting hey. for. Hey, w- watch and pray. Watch and pray. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so when we were talking, she was like, "Oh yeah, she doesn't want to kiss before marriage." And I was like, you know, the deacon in me was like, of course. Like, what, did you think we were going to kiss? Like, of course <laughs> Like not. the Peter in you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we went home. Then I had to face the Peter in me. And I remember, like, literally, like, yesterday, I remember looking, because when I speak to God, I just look at my ceiling, just look up anyway. And then being like, yeah, so 
kind of said this, don't want to disappoint her, but I know, I know for a fact, it's not something I can do. The whole no kissing thing is not something I can do. So I was just like, God, you're going to have to do something here because I don't want to disappoint her. But, you know, we've said we're not going to kiss and I know I can't do it. God, do something. And I left it at that. And then a year down the line, God pointed out to me that have I noticed that we haven't kissed. Second year, third year, fourth year, fifth year. And it's always been a matter of God points it out to me. I get to a point of thanking him. And then it's just a matter of it's not by my efforts in any way. It's literally me giving it to God. Like surrendering that situation to him. And then watching him work. If that makes sense. It was no longer a concern of mine. Because it's God's concern now. If that makes sense. Mm. So that's how I've... Well, yeah, that's that's part of my testimony to the fact that my wife and well, my fiancé and I never kissed or haven't faith, kissed yet. My wife and I. Um, till we get married. Christ. So When the pastor says you need to kiss the bride. Yeah, I better make sure I don't miss. <laughs> Six years, no kissing. Like, I'm out of practice. You better make sure, yeah, you tell the, all the parents. Close your eyes. <laughs> Why would you face the microphone and then do that? <laughs> so yeah, it's like that aspect of leaving things for God, literally putting it by his feet and leaving it, that's worked for me. Um, and yeah, that was just a practical example of, of how God's done it in my life. Mm. Speaking about leaving things to God, mm. no, we might as well just make a Robert in his woes topic <laughs> tonight. <laughs> so yeah, with this whole leaving things to God thing, yeah, mm. I believe in the singleness to God. The singleness to God. The singleness is good. Yeah, yeah. The man is still single. You know when you have to laugh, or else you crack. Or you crack. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not. It's, it's not even that. It hurts. It's more of a. Oh, I'm still single. Oh, <laughs> yes, we are. So oh, no, 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 I don't think it's that oh, bad. No, 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 no. But I get what you're saying. I'm past, yeah, yeah. I'm past that stage now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm fully entrusted in God for yeah. that in, in His time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he, he will, he will send someone. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you know, sometimes this, this, this is timing is it's a bit long, you know. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know if it's in this recording or if it was in take one that Mo was talking about. Sometimes, you know, it's like. There's God time and then there's your time. Yeah. Sometimes. Was it this one? Part or one. Part one. No, take one. <laughs> take one. <laughs> the lost archives. Trust me. <laughs> um, but literally sometimes it's, you know, you're waiting for something and you're praying for something, hoping for something, and it seems like it's not coming. And it's only because you're going according to your clock. And I say that and it's not to be cliche and not to be sweeping. Because sometimes God wants you to do, or he's trying to lead you somewhere, like he's trying to speak to you and, and lead you to this place, but you're not going, and that's where he has that thing for you. But sometimes it's just, you've left it to God, leave it to God, but then that doesn't mean you don't stop listening, you stop listening to God, if that makes sense. I believe if you've left it to him, you should still be surrendered to him and listening to him in all things. And I say in all things because you never know. It could be that place that you want to go or that detour that you want to take when you're going home that will lead you to something. you find that babes. Yeah. You know, you find that babes, you're the knight in shining armor or whatever. But I've been finding that it's, it's, it's almost like every time I'm, I'm expecting her to show up. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Ooh. So like, 
go to go to an event is you going to be here go to this place is you going to be here but then at what point like i mean at what point is it that you are still worrying about this thing or it's still something that you are con you are like it, i'm gonna say that's a worry mm. i think it's more that okay i trust god that's gonna do this mm. is he gonna do it today kind mm. of thing so mm. i'm not worried about it yeah i'm just thinking I, I'm, I'm just wondering is today going to be the day mm. and like when today is not the day like i'm not sad or anything yeah i'm just, I'm just like <laughs> it's not the day if i can share another another testimony yeah testimony time boy. <laughs> My fiance is actually the only lady that I've asked out that I actually didn't know whether or not she was going to say yes or no. With, with all other in all other cases before. Not even. Not even. Like yo, babes, you wanna go out? No. What do you mean, no? What do you mean, no? Never. I never. You've been lucky to have men like me. I don't want you anyway. That's it. I don't want you. I don't want you. Yes. You said I don't want you no more. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like. Go ask, um, go ask Deacon Thomas. Deacon Peter don't want you no more. <laughs> Deacon Thomas. <laughs> Better doubt that. <laughs> oh my god. No, no. No. Like, like, I don't. I'm not a person to take risks. I don't take risks. I. It always has to be calculated. And so, in as much as it's safe, I, I tend to either miss out on things or if I do stuff it's normally like a I'm, I'm definitely sure it's gonna Convert. work out you better tease out information from her literally and when you realize that literally. oh okay okay uh, I, I got i got i've got i've got okay. a way in <laughs> then yeah <laughs> so no pun intended <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> so this uh, is the furnace on like 50 percent <laughs> energy serious <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have no filter. What is what's happening? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so, so with her, before I before I asked her out, I'd actually come to a point where I felt like um, I was going to be walking as a poor kind of thing, where I have no, you know, poor said he'd rather you didn't get married. <laughs> no, I'm not about that life. I'm not about that life. I, was, I wasn't. I wasn't myself. I was. I was at a point where. Because God had given me like a, a, a thing about this girl's gonna get married to, and it's like, okay, this girl doesn't exist. Cool, God, I see what you're saying. She doesn't exist. Alright, cool, let's do this porting. I was at that point where I had accepted that so that I was no longer necessarily looking, if that makes sense. Whoa. And that's where he pointed something out to me about my fiance. Um, and then there was like serious confirmations before I asked her out. So, so you still sort that? Yeah, like there were bare confirmations. There were bare confirmations before I was coming out because I wasn't sure and like I wasn't, I don't like putting myself out there. I don't like taking risks for no reason. So it was like, yeah, I'm not going to, I was even not going to ask her out. And then I just, yeah, prayer confirmation and advice and it was cool. Did after that, she's like, she's going to pray. Like a week after, she's like, oh, she wants to seek counsel from this person. I'm like, just say no, it's cool. <laughs> but in the end, you know, she said yes. And the point I'm trying to make is, I feel like it's important, like, the things that keep reoccurring to us, or the things that we keep on not worrying about, but we keep on thinking on, sometimes it might be that we've given it to God, but we're kind of, like, still holding on. to it, yeah. Yeah, and 
I feel when you've left something to God, it's no longer a concern anymore. It's no longer... For me, I actually tend to forget altogether. And then God points it out. But that's just me. And that's how I was like, it's my testimony. But Do you know what? My testimony is why, yeah? I went out with this Asian girl in my workplace, in my old workplace. You know? Eek. No, trust me. Right. She Patel. Sorry. <laughs> The filter is gone for real. So, <laughs> um, Leah, you're fully finished. So, I went out with an Asian girl, broke up, and I started reading like a whole bunch of Christian books. <laughs> Trust when me, the heartbreak is real. A whole bunch of Christian books. How mar- how relationships should be, how marriage should be, blah blah blah. And then me and this girl started talking again. So I was like, yes, I'm coming back with information. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna make I, I'm gonna make sure that this relationship goes the way God intends it to go. Mm. So I didn't even ask God if He intended it to go anywhere. <laughs> but I was like, I'm gonna make sure it goes where God. All these books that I've been reading have shown me it should go. So I get that, uh, get into the relationship. I'm bare trying to steer things on my own strength. Blood like, I'm having sex left, right and center. <laughs> <laughs> Still trying to steer things in a way oh, that man. can quote unquote glorify God. And then this, 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 this woman, Ended up um, arguably cheating on me with a guy that I worked with. <sighs> now, they're both my supervisors. <laughs> so, you know the ones where I would go to work, yeah? Not only would I see them, they would be telling me what to do. <sighs> so, I'm like, fam, this is just adding insult to injury. I can see you, man, doing your thing right in front of me, and you're telling me, go sit on this till. Do this. Do that. I'm like, shut up. (laughs) And after that, yeah, fam, when I tell you, it it burned. Like, it it hurt. Mm. To the point where I literally started smoking weed. (laughs) Just to numb the pain, it was was like, peace. Um, (laughs) Trust me. But, um, so I got to the point where I was like, you know what, I'm fed up, I, I, I ain't doing this no more. Mm. I'm just gonna take the time out, out from relationships. I even lost all desire for relationships in general. Mm. I'm just gonna take time out, I'm not gonna pursue anyone, I'm not gonna do anything. I'm just gonna chill with God, I'm just gonna chill and try to build my relationship with God. Mm. So when I had gotten to the point where I had exhausted all of my efforts in trying to pursue that babes. And I had gotten my heart broken to the point where I literally said, well, I don't think I can physically love anybody else. Cause I had tried everything that I thought I knew. Mm. And that's when God directed me towards Amelia. Mm. And God started to speak to me in terms of, he wanted me to get to that point where I couldn't love out of my physical self. Mm. I had to rely on him 
to be able to love my wife. Yeah. I had to rely on him to to see how the relationship should go. He started to tell me about like trophy wives, where I wanted that babes that I can walk on road and everyone would be like, oh yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. I can still do that with gems, but that's not the point of our relationship. Yeah. The point of our relationship isn't everyone saying, oh, right, your wife's buff. Or, oh, the babe's on fleek or whatever. That's <laughs> not the point. It's, it's, it's the, the realness, the intimacy, the, the, what, what's there when all of those trinkets are kind of gone. Uh. And it was a hard lesson. But I'm happy I learned it. Because I'm really happy with my wife. Mm. And yes, there are times when my eyes may stray, but I'm always reminded <coughs> my wife prov- my wife my wife brings something to the table that no other yo, 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 you just ripped the book. My wife brings something to the table that no other girl quite can. It's a case of, if I'm to be with another girl of my choosing, more than likely they're going to find me boring. They're going to find you boring? Yeah. Because oh. all you want to do is stay at home, play games, <laughs> read the Bible, study sometimes. You don't, you don't want to go out raving. Mm. You don't want to get drunk. You don't want to just do what the world does. You're living your life slightly differently, and obviously, even in church, we've still got girls. I'm not even going to argue from that point of view, but no one, my wife's unique, and no one can quite fill her role or love me as she does. But in terms of your situation and being single and stuff, I had to come to the end of myself, and as soon as I did that. God kind of presented my wife and I think that's the same thing that happened with Peter yeah. he came to the end of himself where he was like oh God if I have to be single then so I'll be it. I kind of went around the same lines I'm not saying that you're going to have to do the same thing <laughs> he's like no <laughs> it is not my fault <laughs> but everyone's got slightly different journeys I know someone who said um, he literally came out of a relationship where he, he he was en route to go kill himself. He was walking to go do the thing. And God stopped him when he was about to step over the train tracks in front of the train. And... Them kind of girls, man. Like, literally stopped him. And... He was still healing from that hurt mm. when he saw his wife. And when he saw his wife, he was like, yo, like, every Christian book, every, relation, every relationship um, seminar goes against what I'm about to do right now. But I will pursue this girl even through my heart. Mm. I will pursue this girl because I know that if I don't, by the time I'm here, she'll be gone. Yeah, he's playing with your toy. I'll pursue this girl because if I don't, by the time I'm here, she'll be gone. Mm. And literally... They're, they're celebrating like their six years anniversary um, this week, I believe. Mm. 
So it's a case of everyone's story is kind of different. There's a pastor who said he, a pastor, big boy pastor, he was like, yeah, when he met his wife, she was in the church, but she weren't saved. Mm. She was relying on her actions. And it was, as he was preaching the stuff, she was convicted that, yo, like, I'm not doing this the way it should be done. Um... I mention that because people are like your wife needs to be saved, pushing blah blah blah. It doesn't always pan out the same way. Um, and he was saying that in terms of his relationship, essentially, he just wanted to be with her. There was nothing deep about it. There was nothing super spiritual. He just always wanted to be with her. So he was like, "Cool, let's get married. I always want to be with you. I don't want to be without you." So, them bars right there. So let's get I, I think, I think, I think, just coming to a close on this point because we still got time. I can't even see. We still got time, but I think the thing that comes to to mind for you is like literally just hearing from God and, and remaining um, sensitive to His promptings and to like His Spirit in even in this time and uh, in, in waiting in trying to be led in knowing which events to go to because very well it might be uh, you know you go to some event and she's there oh. or your missus could be like a Jehovah Witness come knock on your door <laughs> <laughs> easy um, okay <laughs> but yeah I think I think trying to make sure you're hearing from God in everything is, is key is, is really key and that's not even a, that's not even just about this but as Christians I believe that moment by moment leading Mm. that moment by moment leading of the Holy Spirit is necessary in all our life so I I, I just say that you know Mm. I've heard it's it's like I've heard a story a man had a dream and in the dream he saw vividly a woman like dress face body everything and he thought, oh, it's like, that. Nah, nah, that's going to be my wife. Two weeks down, like a couple of weeks down the line, the very same girl turned up to his church in the same dress, same everything. So he was like, yes, yes, Lord. I received this. <laughs> Started dating her. And the very words I heard when I heard the story was, she was an enemy of, she was a, she was a, a friend of Satan. Damn so it's like that dream in of itself was, from my understanding, a warning mm. rather than confirmation. Mm. So again, as you hear God and as you look to him to direct you, just because you see something, don't just be like, yeah, boom, this is it. Let me run. Like, as Peter was saying, confirmation. God, it's just you. What are you really saying? Stuff like that. Dreams can sometimes be misinterpreted. And we can kind of derive the wrong statements or understandings from it. Yeah, go see what? She's coming to me. Okay. Careful. We can derive the wrong understandings from it. So it's always good to kind of gain confirmation and just ask God, all right, cool, what, what, what are you actually saying in this situation? Mm. You know the funny thing about <laughs> about these situ- these these conversations is 
But like the advice people give, yeah. it's almost like they feel like that's these are the things that you're not doing, which is why, <laughs> which is why, yeah, like such a base has not not, not arrived, mm. which which could be very annoying. Mm. So, do you think we've done that? I think in in previous conversations that we've had off off podcasts at times, yeah. Of this podcast, no, off, no, no, off the off, podcast, off oh. the record, like in the WhatsApp okay. group and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like there have been times where you've had this checklist of things that, or of symptoms <laughs> to this problem that I'm having. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think I, I don't know. I, I don't have. Have we done that today? Is that because um, for the most part, I think we've just shared our testimony. Yeah, I um, think um, one thing that I do want to say is another one of my friends asked me this question. Shout out to my boy. <coughs> Mentioning no names. <laughs> and I said to him, literally what I said to him was, everyone, for the most case, tries to project their perspective as somewhat the way to go. Mm-hmm. And that's what you said as well. So people will be like, this is what you need to do, so this is what you're not doing, or something along those lines. Um... I've heard people say you need to hear the audible voice of God telling you that this is your wife. I've heard people saying, using the story of um, Paul and Ananias when Ananias um, opens his eyes, that God will send both parties confirmation, God will speak to both parties about the relationship before they meet. Doesn't always happen like that. People, we, we kind of present our experiences as the way God works. Whilst the only thing we can present as the way God, God works is His Word. Mm. We can't present our experiences because then we're trying to make doctrine of our experiences. One thing that I can say with confidence is that <clears throat> in terms of your spouse or whatever, God tends to reveal or point you in a direction towards your spouse in the way that he's always been leading you anyways. So, if God has always been leading you primarily through his word, so you read his word and then the verse sticks out and you realise that it has real life applications to a certain uh, situation in your life, more than likely God will lead you in that way. So you might be praying about a girl and the words will be sticking out. I was in a situation where I, God used to speak to me like that a lot. <clears throat> and then I was semi-dating a girl who had a man. <laughs> Trust me. I'm not, I'm not even going to ask. And I was reading through Proverbs. And I think it was like, it was early on in the Proverbs. Where it says, a man should not um, go with another man's wife. But nothing you do will compensate for the guy's anger. I couldn't go past that. <laughs> Literally, I couldn't go past that. So when God sends Angel Gabriel to come wow. on, you like... So I couldn't go past that. So I literally had to put the Bible down, call the girl and be like, yo, I can't do this anymore. Mm. Before I could continue reading the Bible. And be like, I'm reading the Bible, I'm here, and God is not letting me move. So, like, if you're going to be with your man, be with your man. You can't be with me. 
If you want to be with me, then you got to leave him. Oh. And but the side piece starts wow. to get confident. Trust me. <coughs> um, speak speak about such things like outside pieces. Oh no no no! <laughs> Speaking about not not being able to go further in the Bible, like I've never actually been able to read. I think I've talked about this before. I've never actually been able to Song read Solomon. Song of Solomon, mm-hmm. yeah. which I find quite weird with the kind of poetry that, that I write and the, yeah, Drake like well. it might be a case of when like God finally reveals <laughs> it might be that when God finally reveals babes he might then open up that passage mm. you never know yeah that's what um, that's what I've been thinking so yeah and for some people they hear the audible words of God based on this like founded on this word so they might actually hear God saying alright cool this girl's going to be in your life um, sometimes he might confirm it through different ways God then started speaking to me through poetry, bizarrely. I would write poetry, and then when I would read over it, God just started pointing things out from it that related to different situations. And that's how God spoke to both myself and Jamila about each other. So I'm almost always got assured. I'm not just using my example, because almost everybody else, God spoke to them in a way that he normally has been, or he has been consistently speaking to them, whether it's through dreams, audibly, um, through poetry, through pictures, through his word. But God spoke to them in a way that they were quite familiar with and they can um, discern that it was God. Mm-hmm. And he, he directed them that way. So I was saying, how does God speak to you normally? I'm not saying answer it now, but it's kind of like a thought-provoking question. Mm. How does God speak to you normally? And listen to God. Not just Don't just limit it to that, but listen to his direction in terms of where how is he directing me where is he directing me to um and the other thing to notice is where you have things being repeated normally that's probably because it's true (laughs) what do you mean if because you know Mo, mo literally said listen to god's voice and don't limit it to that but go back to him like listen to god you know and before that um, I was saying, like, yeah, be sensitive to his promptings and just keep on going back to him. And that kind of train of thought runs through, even through our, our testimonies, mm-hmm. that in the end, it's not even about this method or that method, it's listening to God in whatever way he speaks to you. So however he speaks to you, yeah. That's, when, when you start seeing those things, you know, not to say that everything that everyone is saying, if everyone's saying the same thing, it doesn't automatically really write. But if you ever want to say you're a crackhead, please believe you're a crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that aspect of things, listening to God, is is definitely key in what you're going through and in life in general. Mm. Okay. Mm. How much time do you have? Oh, we've gone over two minutes. Well, that's fine. You know. Actually, the, the the only problems I have in life are girl related. Every <laughs> girl I'm actually fine with. It's only when it's an important part of life, though. It's a big part of life. It's mate. I'm reading through Proverbs, yeah, and it's like an annoying wife. It's like a dripping tap. That's Chinese torture. <laughs> Man said just constantly. <laughs> All right, so I think <laughs> we should wind up. Mm. No, and I, f- I feel I feel an appropriate plug here is is an, is due is overdue. Um, 
Yeah. So Robert did his. He. Robert did what? Organized <laughs> or exactly. planned. Or the, what would you call it? The wedding that you did? How did you. What wedding? He's a wedding planner. So you planned a wedding? When? Exciting. No, that, that was that was with work. Yeah, but still, you still put in some work, I like. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So was it? did you organise it? Did you plan it? Uh, I'm the operations manager. Okay, Just, so... Jeez. You hear them bars there. So Robert <laughs> was the operational manager for a wedding this, this past Saturday, obviously. It's, it was part of the organisation. Actually, know what, yeah? Sorry. I, I, I just realised. <laughs> I get this point in my head sometimes and, I, and it goes away. But, yeah. I don't actually think <laughs> wedding planning is the best. Is the best profession for me to be in. <laughs> you know, plug done, plug done, plug done. Just keep on seeing people get plug my done. like, where's mine? Pretty much. Mm. And that was sort of the kind of the reason why I got into it in the first place. But that's a story to find for names. No, no, no. It's <laughs> still someone's face. No. That's a story for another time. No, no, no. your fiance. Who Don't leave the girl around me. Who has got any reasons why these two can't get married? I do. <laughs> I love her. No, you know what? You know what actually happened? It was, it was on the tail of a heartbreak that I just sat down one day and thought, you know what, yeah? I want to plan weddings. Yeah, it, it, if I, literally, if I can't make love work for me, let me help love work for, for everyone else. Oh, that's not noble. <laughs> and then from there, I just got into wedding planning. But then, as the time progressed, I'm like... It, it's almost like I feel like someone who's on the diet, but is always surrounded by ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Who works in the Nasco factory? That's how it feels sometimes. The amount of self-control you need in them situations. Well, you know, it's again. Has God called you to this? You know, and and mm-hmm. you know, if if He has, then who's to say He won't do something through it? You mm. know, I think that's that's the main thing. It's I definitely think it is because of just where everything has just fallen into mm-hmm. place. Yeah, yeah. So the plug, the plug stands. Yeah, if you've got a wedding. That you need planning. Don't worry, he ain't gonna steal your babes, yeah. Worse. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave your girl around me. She <laughs> play for real. Just, just make sure there's a hench guy standing beside your babes at all times. Yeah? Um, yeah, just, just holler, Bobby A, and then trust we can make something happen. Yeah. Definitely trust you can make something happen. Uh, I think, yeah, as we're rounding up, I think the thing with like seeking for companionship and and and. You know, desiring to fall in love is not something that us guys talk about much, mm-hmm. which is what makes Drake so popular because the girls are like, Oh, he's talking about his emotions. Like, yeah, he's emotional. He's just talking about sex. <laughs> so, yeah. it's all good. Sex. But I think it's, it's worth realizing that if we're not finding ourselves in the places where we want to be immediately and we have lives that are surrounded, surrendered to God, it's for our own benefit. Ooh. It's for our own benefit that God doesn't give you. You know, someone said He loves you. He loves us too much to answer all our prayers. Ooh. You know, or answer all our prayers when we want them answered. You know, um, the worst thing is to have something good come and not be ready for it, Ooh. or to have something good come and it comes too early or too late and you end up messing it up. So, so I'm gonna mess up my no, 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 no. I'm not even talking just about relationships. You yes. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's what I was talking about before. That's what I think I'm biblical shots, spiritual shots. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, like to 
we we're Christians. We believe that God's in control. Like, and as much as it's hard to do, it's something to keep on reminding yourself that no, actually, God's in control of this. Therefore, I'm good, even if it doesn't seem as such. That's faith. You know, it's it's seeing those things that aren't as though they are until they are, and then you give the, you give praise the way where it's due. So. God's in control and he works all things together for your good and for his glory. And this is to everyone else out there as well. You know, if you're waiting for something, if you're praying about something, if you believe that God's got you, then he's got you. Not, not even if you believe. If you believe in who Christ is and you're a Christian, God's got you. You know, he, he, he's the architect of your life. He's there. He's watching. He's paying attention. He won't let you go without, you know. Amen. Yeah. Two you. things. Two things to quickly add. Still, firstly, um, in my in the church, in my previous previous church, um, there was a woman who came who shared um, a, who shared a talk about having children and stuff. Unfortunately, she wasn't able to have children. Actually, no, she came, and the pastor was talking about stepping out doing something for um, doing something that you feel God has called you to do even if you don't feel physically that the time is right if God has called you to do it trust in him and do it um, and she was like alright cool she had been feeling that God was leading her to support women who couldn't have children mm. and now she was a woman who had tried countless times but wasn't able to have children and she just she was like, alright, cool, you know what? I wanted to be I wanted to have children. But I feel God is helping me, causing me to help other people who can't can't have children. So I'll do it. And literally as she started doing that, God opened her womb and she was able to have children without any medical intervention. Whilst initially she had tried a lot of medical interventions and it didn't work. When he said without any medic in my head ahead, without any man, I was like, What? Jesus again? <laughs> So it's literally sometimes God calls us to do something and we're like, God, this, like, I'm looking for a baby myself. Why are you calling me to go help them when I'm trying to come to you for the same issue? And God is like, in your obedience, I'll meet you. And it could very well be the same situation with you where in your obedience, God might actually lead you to bed. Um... Yeah, I don't. That, that, that's that's all different podcasts. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but also what I wanted to say in terms of all things kind of working together. Yeah. Um, Is it out of context. Trying to send shots again. You know? <laughs> um, when I was when I was first working in Sainsbury's, um, I wanted I moved into schools because I was going to do counselling and then move into youth counselling. So I moved into schools to be able to get the relevant experience working on a professional level with children. Mm. So I did the level three. I was going to move into the diploma. But I felt God saying, no, don't go into the diploma. Um, so I, I literally felt as though I have just wasted two years working with, with children when I'm not going to be a youth counsellor. Mm. Um, mm. So I was getting frustrated. I was like, my the time that I've spent in school now... It's kind of pointless because mm. it isn't moving towards what I believed it was going to move towards. Um, I started doing photography and stuff like that, and I started to feel a lot drawn a lot more to photography. Shout out H Muse H. So yeah, <laughs> that dirty plug. <laughs> so um, I started to get frustrated. 
I've, I've been applying for media jobs and stuff like that. I haven't really been getting it. But as of today, I've been accepted as a apprentice youth minister in a church down in Hoxton. And it's a case of all the experience that I've had in school, all the different positions that I've held in school, and all the experience and exposure that I've been going through that I was thinking is now futile and pointless was one of the main things that, well, I say main, is one of the elements that made me desirable to them for the apprenticeship. Where I was like, all right, cool. Um, he's got experience working with kids professionally. He's got experience working with disabled kids and kids with special educational needs and gifted kids. He's got experience teaching. He's got experience like leading inclusion and all the naughty kids and stuff like that. And it's just like that is a youth ministry apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. And all my work has been with the mm-hmm. youth. So it's just like that coupled with me, like all the theology degrees or whatever that I've been doing, all of that just added up. Mm-hmm. So it's like bit by bit, everything was added up. And even the church that I'm meant to be working with. Mm-hmm. They've got a massive media hub, a massive media hub. They even host yearly hackathons. Oh, nice. What church is this? What's that? Off. off I don't don't put churches into the team. I want to get involved in that. What's a hackathon? Hackathon is where a whole bunch of, um, what's it? Um, Either ethical hackers or professional hackers just get together and and hack away. Um, And apparently... Well, that website. I think that's where they arrange it, doing the hackathon. So it'll be like this software, and then you know we're all going to try and break it. And And apparently, um, the BBC last year, the BBC was there, Google was there. I want to be part of this. They had a whole bunch of different um, major organisations there. The BBC actually launched one of their programmes or or something there during that hackathon within that church. They've got. um, They're working with like. Um, book publishers and they're like the largest church that works mm-hmm. with the book publishers so they kind of run it with the youth mm-hmm. so the youth within the church are pretty much published authors so he was saying that my son is a published author with a hardback <laughs> book with his own ISBN number I'm about to leave my church <laughs> <laughs> so literally and it's like they've, they've got like a massive media hub um, in terms of photography and stuff like that and the vicar was telling me like yo he the, the day of my interview he was up the previous night coding the church website uh, and uh, we're not as we were talking yeah, I was like dude you're selling the, this job to me even more because they asked me what did I enjoy about studying and I said I enjoy programming yeah. the immediate response to be able to program have an idea draw the algorithms and everything yeah. code it yeah. and then see the response almost immediately yeah. and then when I make a mistake crawling through the whole lines of code trying to find that one semicolon that I missed <laughs> and it's like it sounds a bit nerdy but I enjoyed it you did not declare this <laughs> it's like I enjoyed it and that's when he said oh I was coding the uh, thingy website yeah. last night oh, and I was damn. like oh mate well it's just like everything that I had been exposed to I started to enjoy mm. and I just thought it was just arbitrary yeah. it's kind of culminating into a role that I can serve the community in all facets of who I am even the minute stuff that I enjoy I can still kind of serve the community with it 
So, and that's what I want to say in terms of, as Peter was saying, the Bible says, all things work for the greater good of those who are called, those who love God and are called according to his purposes. Mm -hmm. But we need to always remember that that greater good is to be conformed to the image of Christ. Mm. And it's all things, not just one, but everything. Including babes. Including babes. Rejection and acceptance. Everything. Everything. <laughs> I guess that's a nice place to land up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, tags. Shout out to Partners in Rhyme. Yeah, yeah. For the intro and outro music. Yeah. Shout out to Calvin Turner. What a nearly amazing logo. <laughs> there must have been alcohol in that piece of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's alcohol in your system, bro. <laughs> You can find us on Twitter at the Furnace UK. You can find us. You can email us at tbsfurnace at hotmail.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the Blacksmith's Furnace, no apostrophe. You can find us on all good podcasting websites at the Blacksmith's Furnace with an apostrophe. Um, I think it's everything. Oh, yeah, Nancy meets us to love. Uh, we might get Nancy down. I might ask her to come down and then plug the well, Nancy jump on the podcast and then oh, plug yeah. plug uh, Nancy meets afterwards. I think I'm just gonna get that's. I think I'll just be a fire furnace episode. <laughs> <laughs> just go in on her. Do you know what as well? Yeah, like on a roll. Hmush.wordpress.com. Like, just just look at that. Yeah, like the work. I'm not even trying to toot my own horn, but like. I'm actually pushing myself in terms of photography and them things. Those are the people that have hollered me in terms of work. I'm, I've been hearing good feedback back from them. Like, yeah, they actually enjoy what they what they see. They like what what they um, delivered. So yeah, if you're if you're about, have a just just pre-mating, yeah, pre-mating. No, I'm just just have a look at their blog. Obviously, um, if you like what you see, holler me. You can talk. Definitely. Is there any plugs for you? Sir, you got any plugs? Nah, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Go to Ordinary Amazing. Go to the blog post. Mm-hmm. You able to see Peter's poetry? Yeah, Deacon Peter's a poet. Yeah, I'm gonna actually start putting up some of the events I was photographing as well. And, uh, yeah. and there's some videos. Ah, oh, I wanted to. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's cool. It's well. Cool. This is the black space. Any plugs? No, 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 no. Bobby A events. Oh, the website's not up here. It's not. It's not. It's actually Bobby not gonna... A events at um, Instagram. <laughs> bay. Just, just Bay. B A. No, the website is gonna go up next September. I'm gonna put it up on my mom's birthday. No. Alright. Soft. <laughs> anyway, but this yeah, this is the black space. signing out. Blow. <laughs> <laughs> okay.